Welcome to Godwell, a daily reading of holy texts known in the unification community as Hundukwe. Today we are reading from True Mother, Hak Jahan Moon, an anthology. Book 2, Part 1, Section 12. Let us become the living embodiment of the true family ideal. This speech was given at the Third International Convention of the Women's Federation for World Peace, held on November 17, 1997, at the Grand Hyatt Hotel in Washington, D.C. Honored guests, distinguished women leaders, representatives and members of the Women's Federation for World Peace International, I want to welcome our worldwide delegates to the Women's Federation for World Peace Third International Convention. Thank you for coming. Since our last convention held in 1995, WFWP International has moved light years ahead, expanding to over 140 nations with nearly 100,000 members worldwide. We have touched the lives of women in nearly every country, from providing AIDS education in Malawi to building bridges of peace between England and Northern Ireland. I am proud to announce that despite our short history, WFWP International was accepted this summer into the community of non-governmental organizations that surrounds and supports the United Nations in its efforts to bring peace between nations. Moreover, the United Nations Economic and Social Council granted us the highest honor of general consultative status. The theme of our third international convention is Women of the New Millennium, Loving and Serving the World. A Way of Truth There are so many places in the world that need our love and helping hand. Not only material and external needs, but more importantly, psychological and spiritual needs are in an urgent and serious state. Parents, teachers, and national leaders are important to all of us. These are people everyone undeniably needs. When compared to the true standard, there are many different standards of parents. What do you think? To what extent have you yourselves become true parents? If somebody is a professor at an Ivy League university such as Harvard, Yale, or Columbia in the United States, or at Oxford or Cambridge in England, does this alone qualify that person to be called a true teacher? Similarly, there are different standards of national leadership which do not meet the true standard of leadership. If someone is the president of a superpower, such as the United States, does this automatically mean he or she is a true president? When I say you should become a true parent, a true teacher, or a true leader, what do you think is the highest standard or central model for these three positions? That standard is God. God is the true parent among parents, the true teacher among teachers, and the true king among kings. God is the eternal true parent, eternal true teacher, and eternal true leader and king. If we are children of God, we need to become true parents first, just like God. We should also follow the way of the true teacher, just like God. And we need to follow the way of the true leader, just like God. This is the idea of the three primary positions. The ultimate model is God. Who was the Messiah sent to the people of Israel who is promised in the Old Testament? The Messiah is the second Adam, who comes as the true parent, true teacher, and true king. However, because Jesus was prevented from establishing the true family and uniting his people, he needs to come again. Because Jesus did not accomplish a national-level foundation, the Messiah of the second coming will come as the third Adam. He will teach the way of the true parents, true teacher, and true king to the entire world. This is the messianic concept. Wherever the family, nation, world, and heaven exist, the idea of the three primary positions of parents, teacher, and leader should always be established. What does God want for his children? For them to be billionaires? For them to have more power than anyone else? No. All that God wants for his children is for each to grow to become a child of filial piety, a loyal citizen, a saint, and a divine son or daughter. 
Did you ever consider that, in accordance with God's desire, we should become children of filial piety in the family, loyal citizens of the nation, saints for the world, and divine sons and daughters before heaven and earth? Throughout history, the saints and sages have taught this message. When you are qualified to be a true parent and a true teacher, you also will be qualified as a true leader. Ultimately, with love, you can be qualified to become a true king or queen. Most people lack the concept of filial piety, loyal citizenship, sainthood, and the idea of becoming divine sons and daughters. Without such values, it is no wonder that the world is perishing. Who wants divine sons and daughters? God does. Who wants saints? The world does. Who wants loyal citizens? The nation does. Who wants children of filial piety? The family does. This is the way of truth. No true parents would tell their children, once you become children of true filial piety, do not become loyal citizens. True parents should teach children of filial piety to sacrifice their family by following the way of a loyal citizen in service to their nation. Also, they should teach children of filial piety to sacrifice their nation to fulfill the way of saints in service to the entire world. The goal is for all people of the world to serve heaven and earth, offering everything to God. To achieve this, individuals first should sacrifice for the sake of the family. By sacrificing for the family, a person becomes a child of filial piety. To become a patriot, a person will sacrifice even his entire family to the nation. A saint has the heart to move the nation in service to the world. A divine son has the heart to move the entire world in service to the creation of the kingdom of heaven on earth and in heaven. Among all parents, those who live more for the sake of their children are true parents. Teachers who do more for the sake of their students are true teachers, and the president who sacrifices more for the nation will be the true president. What is the basis of individualism? One cannot claim anything as mine alone. As a child grows from an embryo in the mother's womb and is born through the love of his or her parents, 99.999% of his or her existence is from the mother's bone, blood, and flesh. This is combined from the 0.001% from the father's sperm. There is no concept of myself alone in nature. Why did God create humankind? Usually men say that they can live by themselves. Men are usually unconcerned with why they were created. A man was born for the sake of his wife. Nothing was created for man by himself, nor for a woman by herself alone. Look at our five senses. Were my eyes created to look at my eyes? Nose, ears, mouth, hands. All of them were created for the sake of the spouse. The force that mobilizes and focuses all five senses is true love. Eyes, nose, ears, mouth, and hands were created as tools for the use of true love. Nothing is created only for myself. On the contrary, a person who says that what belongs to others is mine is called a thief. When someone takes the things of others and uses them as his own, isn't he a thief? Therefore, any man who uses his five senses and body as he wants to for himself alone is a thief, since they exist for the sake of his wife. To whom is a man's sexual organ absolutely necessary? It exists for the sake of his wife. Each lives for the sake of the other. At the place where husband and wife become completely one, the ideal couple will be created. In that very place, absolute love exists. That place of love, which is absolutely unchanging, is the dwelling place of God. Fidelity in marriage, which we can call absolute sex, is centered on God, and free sex is centered on Satan. Where does true love begin? when one sacrifices his or her own life and becomes resurrected and invests love again and again. Since we have inherited a fallen lineage, we have to persevere and overcome evil influences at the cost of our lives. A Family with God's Love
The coming time is the age of one world under God. God is working for this kind of world and will always help those people who also are working for the same goal. However, there are many people who want to live in that kind of world but do not want to participate in God's providence to help make it a reality. In order to make one peaceful world, my husband and I have poured ourselves into various efforts. Let me give a few examples. We are working to establish an ideal worldwide academic institution like a UN university. Humankind must transcend the barriers of race, religion, and language to complete the foundation for the future world. To exchange knowledge globally, we need a university system for distance learning. We also need to develop a unified medical science. We need not only to cure the diseases of the body caused by the fall, but also to end the conflict between Orient and Occident through harmonizing Eastern and Western culture. By unifying Eastern and Western medicine, we can cure formerly incurable diseases, such as AIDS. Already these projects are being implemented at the University of Bridgeport and Sun Moon University. We also have created the Washington Times and other newspapers to cover the entire Western Hemisphere, and we are expanding this media foundation into 185 countries to help all the people of the world learn from each other and cooperate as one. In the future, please establish a family tradition of offering filial piety to your parents, becoming a loyal citizen before the nation, becoming a saint before the world, and becoming a divine son or daughter before God. Whoever can stand without shame before the family, nation, world, and heaven and earth will be protected at the center of the cosmos and can then realize a family that receives God's highest love. The marriage blessing is the beginning of this beautiful family tradition. From now on, the Family Federation for World Peace and Unification will expand the true family movement with greater vigor and accomplish the 360 million couples marriage blessing ceremony by the year 2001 in three separate events. This is encouraging news, in light of the fact that today traditional values are being uprooted, young people are falling into decadence and moral degradation, and the family is being utterly destroyed. There is a saying that you reap what you sow. Adam and Eve sowed the seeds by having an immature, illicit love relationship. This phenomenon has since been replicated all over the world. The fruit of sinful history is the extreme immorality of young people today. Is there anything more important than saving humanity from falling into destruction? Our efforts to globalize and universalize the True Family Movement and the Marriage Blessing Ceremony, which are the fundamental solutions to saving humanity, need the active support of respected leaders like you. I ask you to unite together today in each of your nations and initiate a movement for saving your nations. Let's organize a support group for the Marriage Blessing and True Family Movement. I sincerely hope and ask that many women leaders will take a leading role in this meaningful task of restoring humanity to its original form. Please guide all people to establish true families as soon as possible so that we may enter into the age of God-centered heavenly kingship on earth and in heaven, and to be able to live in the world of victory, freedom, peace, and unification. May God bless you, your family, and all your endeavors. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of God of War. Tune in tomorrow for a reading on World Peace and the Role of Women. <laughs>